This is the Come Follow Me podcast with Jaron Bunny. Each week, I'll get with a group of church members from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in the Los Angeles area to discuss the Come Follow Me manual. As you love others, you learn more about the love that God has for you. That, so yeah, it like kind of sets up how very concrete ways of how we can bear fruit. Their interpretations, feelings, and insights to help you study. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Come Follow Me. This will be our season finale, basically, of Come Follow Me because it's the summer and I will be gone lots of weekends. So get ready for this next episode. It's a good one and have a great summer. Tito's Tacos. Uh, <laughs> I was yeah. like, that's great. That's so nice. funny. Um, welcome back to another episode of Come Follow Me. It's uh, Matthew 21 through 23, Mark 11, Luke 19 through 20, John 12, Behold Thy King Cometh. I'm here with two guests. What are your names? I'm Kelly. I'm Freeman. And you guys are married. We yeah. are, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we used to be roommates, though, me yep. and you. Yep. Back in the day. That was a couple years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Um, and now we're here on the west side, so it was kind of on the road again. I keep just, like, driving out. Yeah, pretty nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I always do this one question that everyone is always like, what, dude? But what were your th- first initial thoughts? Mm. Hmm. <laughs> Kelly's got a great answer. <laughs> Do you have like an overall thought about this week's Come Follow Me? Well, I think overall it's talking a lot about um, like your outward appearance and like if you're for the things Mm -hmm. you're doing. And it's talking about the Pharisees and how, you know, they did things to look like they were really righteous. Um, And I think it's easy to be like, oh, yeah, the bad people do that or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's very crucial that we look at ourselves and the things that we're doing. Yeah. To see, like, our intent behind, I don't know. Just no, like totally. Anything that we do, because mm-hmm. we're all guilty of it, too, I'm sure. Yeah, I think the one thing that stood out to me, kind of in that same vein, is looking at people as individuals instead of as members of a group that they're oh, a part interesting. of. Oh, um, and, like, we'll get into it, I'm yeah. sure, with the publicans and the Pharisees. And, and oh, yeah. kind of how Kelly said, how the Lord looks on each individual's heart instead of who they are, what they do as a job, or what it is. It's, yeah. it's more about their intentions and, and what they do. Oh, I like that. All right, great. First impressions. Um, let's just dive right into the first half right here. Um, so, in the beginning, okay, I didn't know this until I read this part, but the secret was hungry after traveling. And that's why he, they talk about that fig tree. Mm-hmm. And the fig tree in the distance looked like a source of food. But as Jesus approached the tree, he found that it bore no fruit. So much symbolism in scriptures. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it talks about in a way the fig tree was like the, um, the hypocrites, the religious leaders in Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. And their empty teachings and outward demonstrations of holiness gave no spiritual nourishment and the Pharisees and scribes appeared to keep many commandments, yet missed the two greatest commandments to love God and to love thy neighbor as thyself. And then further on, they talk about, in contrast, many people have begun to recognize good fruit in Jesus' teachings. 
When he arrived at Jerusalem, they welcomed him with branches cut from trees to pave his path, rejoicing that a long last an ancient prophecy said, the king cometh. And then it says, as you read this week, think about the fruits of the Savior's teachings and atoning sacrifice in your life and how you can bring forth much fruit. I love the analogy of bringing forth a lot of fruit. Mm-hmm. Um, I always think about, maybe because I was reading Saints. Have you guys read that book? Oh, I started reading it like right when it came out and then I stopped. <laughs> it, it's good. It's a good book. And for some reason, a lot of this stuff kind of popped out to me I'll get to it later but um and saints like with the church just bearing good fruit and how like we can bear good fruit but like people that left the church that nothing happened to those religions mm-hmm. it like bared no good fruit mm-hmm. and then the church bared a lot of great, great fruit right mm-hmm. and then within ourselves like we if we leave you don't really bear any good fruit as much as you do when you're in the church and you're serving the Lord, you're bearing a lot of great service to people and loving others. And yeah. I've noticed that in my own life. But any thoughts about that? Um, well, just you saying, like, when you're when you're in the church, you have service opportunities. I think one thing that's cool about the church as an organization is it forces us to... Um, not force. It doesn't force us. No one forces us. <laughs> but, like, you're put in situations where you're in a congregation with people that... You didn't choose. It's based on where you live. And so you are interacting with people that maybe you wouldn't normally interact with or you, and you have callings that, you know, help give us opportunities to serve and things like that. So yeah, it like kind of sets up how very concrete ways of how we can bear fruit. Totally. um, Because it's just the way it's organized. Structured wise. Yeah. 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 When I read this at first, I thought it was kind of funny like, it, it, it struck me kind of weird that the Savior was hungry and he didn't know that the tree had no fruit. And then he finds out when he gets oh, there. Because yeah. you think, like... He knows all. Jesus knows all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's this perfect person. But it kind of shows the humane side of him. Um, or the human side of him. The humane. Um, <laughs> as he approached, that even Jesus may have been tricked by this tree thinking that it had fruit. But we can look at things that we think may bear fruit. But then oh. upon closer inspection, you kind of find out that they don't. Um, that's a good insight. Yes, I thought that was really interesting, mostly because I was like, wait, God, or Jesus is perfect. He should have known, but I don't know. That's true. Maybe he did yeah, know. Maybe, maybe it was just for the symbolism, but yeah. who knows? The mystery is <laughs> Who knows? Um, okay, so the first, um, or the second part, um, the Lord judges not by the outward appearance, but by the desires of the heart. And this part, it talks about, was Zacharias? Is that his name? Or Zacchaeus. Thank you. Zacchaeus. And he, okay, so he ended up climbing a tree to see the Lord. I like that they said he was a short man. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, little in stature. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And he was a wealthy man. Mm -hmm. And so many people thought, it's funny how like everyone's like, if you're wealthy, you're no good. Yeah. And so people are like, kind of said things about the savior having him because didn't Christ say like you can come into my house or you're gonna go to his house yeah I'm, yeah you're hosting me yeah and people were like uh you're gonna be with a sinner or like with this guy yeah. that's just like the pharisees like just as bad yeah but it wasn't so because of his intentions of his heart yeah and it's yeah it's crazy because so yeah so Zacchaeus was a publican right so mm-hmm. he he uh, worked, he was Jewish, but he was hated by a lot of his people because 
he worked for the Roman Empire. He oh, was a tax yeah. collector, and so they didn't like him, but they didn't actually know him. Yeah. But, and ta- but tax collectors are, like, known as, like, bad guys. Bad taking guys. Taking advantage of you, taking yeah. your money, all of that. Um, but, yeah, Christ knew his heart, and so... And obviously, Christ would go and talk with anyone. So, yeah. But, but that's what everyone was so outraged or, like, surprised when he, like, went out of his way and was like, I want to come to your house and eat with you and get to know you. And I feel like Christ was always surprising people with who he was mingling with. Yeah. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Oh, totally. Yeah. And the big thing that I took from Zacchaeus was I, I thought it was cool that first it says he's short and that there's a huge, yeah. obviously it was huge crowd during, around Jesus during the triumphal entry. And if you've ever been at a concert with like a bunch of people in front of you and you can't see, yeah, like trying to do whatever you can to see the concert. Yeah. Kind of similar thing where, but he's probably wearing these super nice clothes and he decides to climb this tree as like a grown right. man. I don't know if that was like a normal thing to do culturally back then, but he climbs this tree just to get a glimpse of the Lord. Yeah. Um, just shows the effort that he took in order to just get a glimpse of the Lord. And I think there's a lot of symbolism in that with our lives. Like, do I go out of my way to yeah, I wrote that the down. Lord in, in my life and, and mm-hmm. that sort of thing? Yeah. Like, do you do the extra work? Right. That's what I wrote right. down. Like, I like this picture, too, that they have in the manual because there's other people also going out of their way. Like, he wasn't yeah. just the only one. True. I don't know if that's true or not, but, like, this is what the artist depicted. And I thought that was interesting that, like, Maybe what if he was the first one to start climbing and other people were like, I'm going to climb too. Yeah, like, oh, good idea. Good idea. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So. Like starting a podcast. About- <laughs> <laughs> good idea. Wow. Good, good idea. idea. <laughs> no. Um, and then this other half. Okay. So the Savior's interaction with the scribes and Pharisees forms an interesting contrast to the interaction with Zacchaeus. Um, Uchtdorf or present Dieter F. Uchtdorf. I keep getting in trouble because I don't say the full name oh. of the apostles. <laughs> I just say like Uchtdorf, yeah. Holland, and people are like on my uh, reviews. They're like, uh, so like, can you say the full name? Oh. I like shoot. I forget. Called out. Called out. So present Dieter F. Uchtdorf explained. <laughs> um, Jesus rose up in righteous anger. Also, I wrote my side notes. What is righteous anger? I need a definition. And yeah. Oh, you're asking us. Great question. I don't know. I feel like any anger that Jesus has is just the righteous for <laughs> I know. I like have seen that and I was like, righteous anger. What is this? Um, against hypocrites like the scribes, Pharisees, and Sadducees. Those who tried to appear righteous in order to win the praise, influence, and wealth of the world all while being oppressing the people who should have been blessed or who had been, should have been blessing. Um, and then did you guys read on being genuine? No, I did not. No. Okay. I did. Good. I brought it with me Perfect. <laughs> because it was so good. And I, I guess because he, he just likens um, this whole parable and this whole situation to like us in the church mm-hmm. Because this whole time I was thinking, like, ah, what does this, like, really mean? And, like, how can I put it in my own life? And um, I was only thinking of, like, extreme versions. Because, like, in the Bible Dictionary, talks about how um, if you're a hypocrite, you're one who pretends to be religious when you're not. Mm-hmm. And then I was just thinking about the book Saints. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about, I don't know if you know this story, John Bennett, the mayor. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
this story was crazy in the book Saints. John <laughs> Bennett, he was the mayor of Nauvoo, I want to say at the time. I could be wrong. Historical people will probably ding me. But he was the mayor of the town and it was the height of polygamy, right? So he starts telling women in the church like, oh yeah, Joseph Smith said that like, I also can take many wives. And so like, he convinced all these women to like sleep with him. And he would say like, if you get pregnant, like we can just, I can, I'm a doctor. I can give you an abortion, like all these crazy stuff. Yeah. He was like, yeah, he was the first member to get excommunicated. Anyways, so I was just thinking about John Bennett. (laughs) 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 Like he was trying to like show that he was religious. Yeah, but he relevant. clearly was not. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, okay. Watch out. Watch. Out. Don't be John Bennett. <laughs> Don't be John Bennett. Um. Okay. So, what are the things I want? Okay. Talks about our our hearts in the right place. It is part of human nature to want to look our best. And then he talks. It is why many of us work so hard for our exterior of our homes, and why the young ironic priesthood brethren make sure every hair is is in place just in case they run into that special someone. Oh my gosh. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with shining her shoes, smelling her best, or even hiding the dirty dishes before the home teachers arrive. However, when taken to extremes, the, this desire to impress can shift from useful to deceitful. The Lord's prophets have ever raised a warning voice against those who draw near to the Lord with their mouth and with their lips to honor him, but have removed their heart far from him. And then he just goes further to talk about how, um, like, why are we here? Why do we go to church every Sunday and where our intentions are? And, um, after this life, like it, it will be about the intentions of our heart, not like the things that we did on our outward appearance. Does that make sense? It's like, take a step backwards and think about yourself and like, why are you doing those things? And then he talks about like how some some uh, wards think about numbers and how we're all about like got to get our home teaching done or visiting teaching at mm-hmm. that time and how it's not about that, which is probably also why they probably took a step back and did ministry yeah. because it's about the intentions of that one and hearing yeah, to, yeah, yeah reaching, that reaching one to person. that one person. Yeah. And I think that's, I don't know. Today I was like, I need to take, take a step back for me as well. Cause sometimes I'm like, Telling my Relief Society sisters, okay, minister. And then I'm like, wait, am I ministering? Yeah. You know? Because yeah, it's like, easy. Why, yeah, what is the what is the why of yeah. why you're doing anything? Because it's easy to preach. It's sometimes harder to practice. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So. And, yeah, I mean, in the scriptures, I maybe some of the Pharisees, I don't know, were in a similar situation where they were kind of trying to do what was right, but right. then it got carried away, and then all of a sudden they realized they wanted this power. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, from what we're reading, a lot of it seems like they are they know what they're doing. And, yeah. Um, I don't really know where I was going with that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> all good things. All good insights. <laughs> um... Anyone else have any other thoughts? No? No, that was good. Good? Okay. Um, Let's see. So we just talked about that. Okay, we're moving on to Jesus Christ is my king. And then this, um, it talks about his entry, right, into Jerusalem was just triumphant and grand and really um, showed a lot of people's devotion to him. 
and they were putting they put their clothes what, down on the ground right mm-hmm. and the palm branches along his path they were shouting praises um and then they have like these consider the following resources and it talks about they kind of give us little like clips of like the scriptures and stuff yeah uh which i really liked whoever like structures the come follow me is a genius because they're just like okay guys like there's other things in the scriptures to look at so they show us that an ancient example of um anointing the king do you did you guys dive into that part yeah i skimmed it i didn't understand the connection between it so maybe you have some insight on that um I just noticed that they put oil on a king's right. head and then they had the garments under him when he was walking, which kind of, I thought, was symbolic to what was happening mm-hmm. there. Yeah. yeah, and that's probably why they did that when Christ, those who knew who Christ was and knew that he was the Savior yeah. did that because... To treat him as their As king. a king, yeah. 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 Um, and then this second one was um, about how when Christ was going to enter, he would ride on a colt. I talked about this in a previous podcast. I think it's interesting. There must be some symbolic reason that he, Mary was on a donkey mm-hmm. and then he rode out on a horse. I don't know. Was it a donkey too? It says, or like well, a, a donkey? Zechariah, it says he will be lowly and riding upon an ass and upon a colt, the foal of an ass. So is that like a so horse or is that a donkey or a young colt? I think it's like. It seems like a like a colt would be like a young donkey. Like a, upon a colt, the foal of an ass. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's, but there must be like some kind of correlation with that. Because like, yeah. why would Mary be riding and then he's riding out? Like it seems yeah, like maybe. the birth and the... And the maybe yeah, it's yeah. like just the sign of mm-hmm. humility. Like yeah. they're both coming in humble, humble ways. Yeah, maybe a donkey wasn't the Ferrari of the time. I don't know. Yeah. I'm sure camels were more expensive, right? So maybe <laughs> just showing that, <laughs> showing that he was of humble means, and, and that's yeah. And he was like with the people and not like, like he's being treated like a king at the same time. Yeah, because he could have just walked into the city instead of riding a sure. horse or a donkey. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure either. Listeners, do you know? <laughs> message us um and then the next one is uh the meaning of the word hosanna do you guys know what the meaning i think i found the meaning but i'm not oh yeah look at we have the same answers yeah (laughs) jared's looking at my answers (laughs) do you want to say what it is um so hosanna means save now yeah so when the people are shouting hosanna they're you know shouting like it's kind of like a prayer and a praise that christ is there to save them and yeah I love that. Yeah. That's so, it's such a short, simple word, Hosanna, yeah. and it means so much. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, and then the prophecies about how the Savior will come again. I actually did not read those. We didn't read those either. Oh, great. <laughs> well, maybe you did. I didn't read those. I imagine they're yeah, kind of the yeah, same, yeah. like more scriptures. There's a lot about, of Old Testament yeah. back to back to back. Yeah. <laughs> I hit my limit. <laughs> Um, and then in the end, it just says, how can you receive the Savior as your Lord and King? Um, and I just wrote by following his two commandments. And then I was like, oh, the next section is about that. So I feel like I got it right. But I also was thinking, um, kind of about the temple, to be honest. And like, 
we treat him like a king when we were going into his house. And there's this really great book that I read um, called... Goodness, holy what? invitation. Yes, yes, holy invitation. So good. I remember they talk about that story about the like preparing to meet the king. king. Yeah. <laughs> For anyone that has <laughs> it. <laughs> hasn't read that yet read it. it's, it's really so small book yeah very small book mm-hmm. and that story just describes it so well about how we need to be presentable to a king yeah. which is our lord and savior jesus christ and how we enter into his house that's we're getting ready and preparing ourselves to greet and meet him yeah which yeah. is so cool yeah it is cool it's such a good book so um highly recommend that ha- yeah definitely <laughs> definitely um okay any other thoughts about that um on the two great commandments part oh, no, no, the no. king part receive, receive oh, the no. like, here's a question i have though okay so jesus christ we treat him as our king do we also treat god as a king as well yeah. then because they're one and the same yeah i think i've been talking about this a lot lately uh um, about how when Christ is doing everything that Christ is doing is for like to glorify God. Yeah. And so a lot of times it's easy to get to know Christ and have like a really good relationship with Christ. But then totally. we don't know that much about God. But... And the Old Testament God is scary. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think that we can, if we focus on getting, to, as we get to know or kind of change our mindset as we're getting to know Christ, we're also getting to know God. Because he's yeah. doing his will and all the glories to him that, um, that yeah. Yeah, so I like God that. The, our king as well. Mm-hmm. One of the same. Yeah. 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 Um, this is a little different than uh, maybe take it a different direction. But okay. um, so the, just the question, how can you receive the Savior as your Lord and King? Yeah. Um, what first stuck out to me is that if you're subject to a king, you do what they ask. And it kind of goes hand in hand with showing your love to God, because if you love me, keep my commandments. But um, I think receiving God as our king is doing what he asks us to do. And not just what he asks us to do, like in the scriptures, but when we feel an impression and we don't really want to follow that impression immediately, to follow it immediately, to, to just trust in God. And that's kind of allowing him to be our king and to rule our yeah. lives. Um if we just subject ourselves to those impressions. I think that's really tough, um, especially when it's kind of fuzzy. Sometimes you're like, is that just my thought or is yeah. that an impression? But like um, learning to do that is is very powerful to, no. to accept him as our king. I like that. Yeah. Um, let's see. And it's also like, it's not about like, like I don't have a choice. It's like you want to. Yeah. Like you actually want to love him, which mm-hmm. – Brings you to, like, the two great commandments are to love God and love others as as myself. Um, and I like how it says, um, if you are ever overwhelmed as you strive to follow Jesus Christ, the Savior's words to the lawyer in Matthew 22 can help you simplify and focus your discipleship. Because sometimes we do make it too complicated mm-hmm. when it's actually very simple. Yeah. To be a true disciple of Christ you're just putting him first in your life mm-hmm. and you're simply just, you know, getting to know him. I think like the first step is just read the scriptures, get to know Jesus Christ yeah. and just like understand his characteristics. Mm-hmm. And then from there you will put him in your life. You will come to love him 
and it will just, then you will come to love others and want to serve others. It's just follows suit so yeah. well. Yeah. Um, but we, we overcomplicate it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think that those two commandments aren't really separate two great commandments. I think it's just one great commandment. If you're yeah. loving other people, you're showing your love for God. Um, it's like a catch-22. It yeah, just happens totally. both ways. <laughs> it's like the chicken or the hen, which came first. But yeah. I think as you love others, you you learn more about the love that God has for you and, and in turn have more love for him. And then vice versa, if you um, read about God and you're kind of encouraged or you, you can't really help but love other people right. when you're following his teaching. Right. Yeah. The other part that they talked about was make a list of the Lord's commandments. Were they talking about the Ten Commandments? This is what I was wondering yeah. today. What were they talking about? <laughs> I thought of like the Word of Wisdom, okay. Law of Commandments, as well as Ten Commandments. Yeah. Um, why cheat, steal? Yeah, that's what yeah. I was thinking about. I was like, is that what it's about? Which, it, I mean, if you if you think about the Ten Commandments, mm-hmm. it's a lot about. Uh, don't get yourself into too much trouble mm-hmm. and like show because like if you do it's going to affect others right. and it's going to harm you and it's going to harm other people mm-hmm. so like if you think about just like loving um your parents is one of them and it's like yeah. that's going to like help you in the long term not to have so much grief and yeah <laughs> like just like simple things like that yeah all yeah all of the other commandments hang upon those, yeah, God and loving others. Yeah. Yeah, and I think we can follow the commandments with love. So, like, uh, one of the commandments that I was thinking of was, like, tithing. Okay. Because um, tithing is such a, it's it's such a, like, seems so secular and, like, yeah. giving up money to fund the church so that they can build more buildings. Yeah. <laughs> um, and when you think about it that way, it kind of takes away the meaning from it when you're like, oh, I'm mm-hmm. I'm paying my 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 temple fee or whatever, yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. <laughs> someone would look at it. But if you look at it as a way that you're building Zion, that you're building this organization that then brings more people closer to Christ yeah, is you can do that with so much more love when you think about it that way. So just framing the commandments in a way that if you do them with love, right. Um, yeah. I like that. Yeah. It's like you're bringing the church to people that maybe didn't have it. Right. Right. Like right. Right. By giving ties. That's cool. I like that. Very cool. Um, the last part, how do you even say this thing? What are phylacteries? Yeah. Yeah, this is interesting. And it's very interesting. Do you want to talk about it? What is it? So they're leather boxes containing okay. strips of parchment in them with scriptures um, that the Jews would attach to their foreheads, foreheads right? Or their left arm, yeah. like close to their heart. And it was supposed to as a way to remember the commandments um, and the Pharisees wore really big ones out of pride to show how much they loved God and like yeah. the word of God. Um, so they would wear really big ones to like show up, <laughs> show off. They're like, yeah, check I'm, me out. I'm really kind of I'm really yeah, righteous. I'm really righteous. I really understand them. I wrote down, um, this is like the opposite of garments because you're yeah. wearing them <laughs> close to you. To remind you of your covenants that you made, and no one sees them yeah. but you. Yeah. So it's like the opposite. Yeah, of- <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. This and this one's like for show to like to show like everyone. show everyone. Yeah. yeah. That is really interesting. Yeah, it's just funny that they built such huge 
<laughs> like I, I imagine these wallets on their foreheads. They're just. Like, I know. Like, hey, look at me. I, like, like a fanny pack on I'm there. I'm like picturing I'm you know guns. like the the big like um goggles that you wear to like see the virtual reality stuff, yeah, 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 but like yeah. just on your forehead, yeah. like it's just like, this giant box. It's just really cool. Yeah. Um, but then I was thinking about like other religions also do kind of similar kind of well like Jewish religion especially has symbolism with like the yarmulke, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which is supposed to be like, I think someone told me this. I could be wrong. That nothing is higher than God or something like that. Like always remembering, like that's why it's at the top of your head. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think that's. Is that's that right? I think that's. The, I think uh, that's right. <laughs> I could be wrong, and I'm gonna get a comment. <laughs> but no, yeah, it's it's cool. I mean, it is cool that we see in the scriptures in the past the symbolism of you know having some like garment or a. Reminder. Reminder, yeah. Yeah. A physical reminder um, of your commitment to God. And I think that's cool that they did that back then. And we, we do it now. Yeah. Yeah. But then when it becomes a thing where it's like, hey, look at me. I'm right. Like, this is where you cross that you line. You cross between. the line. Yeah. 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 Well, and I was thinking about <laughs> just talking about like intents of our hearts because, like, obviously, um, you know, the Pharisees weren't doing it to show that they were righteous or whatever yeah maybe weren't necessarily like and then doing it for the wrong reasons isn't great I mean I guess it's better than not doing it I don't know for certain things right but just like I just think about like you know like okay so I checked my to check myself if I be like okay if I go to the temple and I post a picture I know am I posting it to let people know I went or am I posting it to like, to, like, open a conversation about the gospel? Or is it to show that I do? Yeah. Or what is show, it? Like, what is my intent? And so I think that's just a good reminder to, like, check myself of, like, when I'm doing things, what and why am I doing it so that I can, like, make sure I'm not being, like, like the Pharisees. I know. know. I was thinking about it even within this podcast. I'm like, am I doing it for myself or for others or for, like, <laughs> what is the intention? Totally, yeah. Like, it's hard sometimes. It's like, where do I cross the line? And how close is that line? Yeah, it's tricky. It's tricky to know. Yeah. I yeah guess. Even when you're trying to do what's right. and like I know. You know but it, yeah. I think that's why just constant, like, self-reflection is really important. Yeah. In the gospel and, like, using the sacrament time to, like, reflect. Reflect about it. Yeah. Because it's tricky. I know. It's funny how, like, at first I'm like, oh, this is going to be an easy little thing. And then I was reading it, uh, this lesson, and I was like, Oh no! <laughs> like, <laughs> I got like things to work on. Yeah, no, good reminder. But it, it's a good reminder. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, you guys, this is the end of the podcast because we don't really talk about what to do with family home evening. Unless there's any insights that you thought were like, cool insights, sometimes I can find things. But um, we I didn't, didn't really read that part. <laughs> okay, you're, <laughs> you're, you're finishing right now. <laughs> um. Well, what are your insights about just the Come Follow Me manual? It's awesome. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely easier when you have, like, one, one week I invited some people from our ward over oh, to, like, great. talk about it. Yeah. And, like, that makes you actually study it, just like how your podcast yeah. makes you, like, actually study. And it, yeah. I think that we we should do that more. Right, like, right. Plan yeah. things with yeah. people. It's, it's hard. Open the discussion. Yeah, because I can do it on my own and then listen to your podcast and which is so helpful. And then I listen to like another yeah. um, thing that some people produce yeah. and it's so helpful. And 
I mean, just sitting here talking with you guys, like, me and Freeman went over it yesterday, but then being here, like, more things came out. Yeah. Even from each of us. And yeah. It's just cool. It is cool. And everyone has different perspectives. Yeah. Totally. And when you're in an intimate, smaller group, more, I don't know, you feel more comfortable to talk about things yeah. than maybe a big classroom. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Yeah, I like it because, I mean since you since serving a mission you have like this purpose for why you're studying you're studying for someone yeah. else you're studying for someone else and then you kind of get home and i've been home for a while it's not like i'm fresh off the mission but even then in the last six years it's harder to study for a purpose because it's right. kind of like what do i need in my life who am i looking to serve um, yeah so it's kind of nice to have just a, a regimented thing that you can fall back on when your personal study may not have a lot of purpose. Oh, if you're yeah. Just studying, if you're just reading just to read and, and check off the yeah. box, it's kind of nice to have this manual that gives so many cool insights and and different things to think questions. about and questions to yeah. ponder on because it's easy to get caught up in just reading and then being done and not really thinking about right. it. So I, I really like how Come Follow Me just kind of puts that right in front of you and, and forces you to think about it, forces you to ponder on things in your life and to change and become better, so... I agree. Yeah. It's like they're teaching us how to study. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> like, this is how you do it. You can do it in chunks like this. Yeah. You don't have to go just like from point A to point B. Yeah. You can skip around in the yeah. scriptures, which I usually don't know because I'm like, I don't know where to skip to. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, right, but right. like, because it shows you where to skip to, you're like, oh, I'm getting new insights. Yeah. It's yeah, great. Yeah, it's, it's cool. Really cool. But. Anyways, thanks so much, you guys. Thank you for having us.